This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. <laughs> We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And thank you for being here. You can join us in so many ways and take part in our wonderful show. Try out Your Tech Report on Twitter. It is twitter.com slash yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport, youtube.com slash yourtechreport. Or you know what, Mitchell? How about just yes. heading over to yourtechreport.com? Uh, you know, that's what I would do every day, multiple times. That's just me, though. That's just me. Awesome show lined up for you guys. We're going to get to all the latest news of the week, which includes a lot of Microsoft Surface hardware, which is kind of fun. We're about a week away from a Google hardware event. So, I mean, every single big name in consumer electronics is announcing brand new products just in time for the holiday season. We're going to re-air an interview we did with um, uh, Danny Isserlis. The company is Teamy, T-E-M-I. If you go to robottimi.com, you can see how this personal robot is set to change the way we interact with the uh, robots in our home. Now available, by the way, for order globally. So go to robottimi.com. We're going to bring you that interview towards the, uh, towards the end of this show. Plus a very cool company called Lime. They make electric scooters. The yeah. reason we're going to talk to them this week is because they've announced a partnership with the city of Windsor, Ontario, and they're going to have their, their Lime scooters available there, which uh, begs so many questions because, Mitchell, as you know, winter is not fun and there's snow, and I'm not sure how these scooters are going to handle that kind of climate. You know what? I think I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're pretty durable, actually. I think they're going to do well. The only thing is, the only thing that really is affecting, uh, that would affect the scooter probably, is the battery. Because as we know, lithium-ion batteries, which I think the Lime scooters run on. They do. Uh, yeah, so I'd love to, you know, but I'm sure, listen, that's the beauty of Lime. You can find them anywhere. Ride one a little while, get another one. So, yeah, the I want to listen scooters. To I love it. Exactly. It's exactly. Great way of putting it, Mark. The Uber, the Uber of, of scooters. scooters. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell, you know, there's a bunch of news to get to this week, but I really, I did want to start with this Microsoft event that happened earlier this week. They called this a Surface event. It happened in New York City. Um, they unveiled, you know, nothing kind of kind of mind-blowing in my mind in terms of uh, upgrades to their existing Surface lineup. Uh, let's, let's start with the Surface Studio. This is that giant canvas-like computer that the I, if you ever one. walk it's their all in the all-in-one yeah. exactly if you ever yeah. walk by a microsoft <clears throat> store you see this giant screen and you're like okay i need to play with this a bit and this is you know last year they introduced the surface wheel um and, and that works on the screen of course the new surface pen has more points of touch and pressure so way more accuracy the screen is way brighter on this it features almost the latest generation intel core processors seventh <laughs> generation of, not eight that it was kind of confusing. Why wouldn't you include the the more power efficient, you know, newer processors? I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure. exactly sure. Well, you know, the power, you know, power efficiency isn't really the issue when you're talking about a, a device that isn't portable. As long yeah. as it's desktop it's, and it's plugged in, the power efficiency isn't as important. But, you know, when people are looking at a desktop, they look at also the newest and latest, not just for the efficiency like we do, but they look for power. And, of course, you know, you're not going to get the latest and greatest there. But, Mark, as you said, this is design. This is a product that was always meant for designers. Wouldn't you say artists, designers, whether you're doing CAD, engineering, um, you know, 
it and the display is absolutely stunning. Uh, they did a wonderful job, I think, with the engineering. I think you like the original one. This is the Surface uh, Studio Two, of course, but the, just the way that it moves with that hinge—it's so elegant, and it's such a beautiful machine. And I know you got some time with it and absolutely loved it. Well, you know, I I loved it for kind of day to day use. Then I put it right. in the hands of artists, and they're like, "No, nah, this doesn't. This doesn't. Uh, this doesn't. You know, live up to like a Wacom tablet." So they actually didn't like it, and they found it actually underpowered, oh, which is what really? I find interesting. Which is why I think that the newer version, with you know, addresses all the concerns that artists had with it, which was a uh, way more power, fifty um, percent improved graphic performance. Right. Um, of course, it's compatible with the dial, has Xbox wireless built in. So I, I think a lot is going to be uh, in this device. Yeah, and, and I think, listen, I know there are going to be some people that want to use it as a traditional PC, which is great because it's gorgeous, and it is a traditional PC, but the form factor, I think, lends itself more to artistic uh, engineering-type uses. And, you know, inside the graphics, you know, the, the graphics are not going to blow you away. We're talking GeForce GTX 1060 and 1070. That's certainly, you know, you're not going to see, I don't think, a 1080 in this slim form factor. Again, it is an all-in-one with a very slim screen. So if you're looking forward, you know, looking forward to gaming on it as a hardcore gamer, not going to be your hardcore machine, but definitely serviceable if you want to do some gaming on it as well as opposed to its primary purpose, right? So the sexy, sexier things that were released at this event were uh, Surface Pro 6 and Surface Laptop 2 now yeah. available in that new black matte finish. Ah, that rubber. Yeah, I love that. It's gorgeous. So a- absolutely beautiful. I mean, you know, same exact design in terms of the actual physical layout still no USB-C which a lot of people are kind of complaining about this one does have 8th generation core i you know intel processors still weighs 1.7 pounds 13.5 hours of battery life on the surface pro 6 um, brighter screen. Obviously, you're going to benefit from you know enhanced graphics, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I love the surfaces. The surface line has always kind of blown my mind in terms of just what it can do. So to see the natural evolution come is great. I'm still kind of waiting for a couple more ports to be added in. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it kind of surprises me. Yeah, I think I think people were really surprised. The biggest omission, I think you already touched on this, was the lack of USB-C. People were mentioning they didn't understand why. It's so funny because Apple was getting, you know, Apple was getting killed for making that leap and only having USB-C on its MacBook Pro computer starting a couple of years ago. And now we're looking at the Surface, uh, the Surface Pro uh, 6 not having any any USB-C, I think even having one, whether it's for charging uh, as an interface, would have been nice, but it's kind of confusing. Now, look, if we look at the new, of course, they just came out with the new laptop, correct? Yeah, you know, new Surface laptop too, and that one I believe does have USB-C. So it's kind of confusing to the consumer why you have it on one, why you don't have it on the other. I just want to stick with the Pro for a second with the Surface Pro. The thing that I like about this machine is even in its base configuration, because remember when the Surface Pro line first came out, Mark, there were so many different configurations, so many different RAM, hard drive, processor combinations. Well, at least with the Surface Pro six, you know the 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 lowest level you're going to get is eight gigabytes of memory and a Intel Core i5, which is plenty powerful, not only for what most people are doing, but when you consider the form factor of this, a really tablet-sized computer that has that kind of power built in, even the lowest model is going to be able to do anything you want, unlike previous generations where you kind of almost had to bump up to the middle tier, remember, to get something that was serviceable. Right now, even the base version is going to be very, very serviceable, very powerful. Now, what what struck me as kind of interesting was the Surface all-access plan. This is like... um, you know, it's going to be available first in the U.S., not in right. Canada yet. Um, it, it's a way for you to bundle Office 365 
um, with a physical surface device. So it's kind of like you're leasing the device. Now, at the end of a two-year period, you kind of just you keep paying that twenty-four ninety-nine a month until it's paid off, and that twenty-four ninety-nine a month is kind of an entry level. So it, it's obviously going to change pricing depending on hardware. But I could see right. businesses gravitating towards this quite quite rapidly because it means you don't have the upfront cost. It's a monthly expense. It includes Office three sixty-five, which you're probably paying for your employees already. Then that's and right there, that's like fifteen bucks a month. So for ten bucks more, you can get a physical piece of hardware in there. Makes a lot of sense. It really does, and it really sort of goes back to what we've been talking about, which is how companies are using the subscription model to to help people get get into their ecosystem. Because really, that's what you're doing. At the end of the day, you're giving people, you know, letting people have the hardware. Of course, they're paying for it, but I mean, you're giving them the hardware under the guise of here, you get this and just pay your monthly fee. And what you're doing is you're really getting them entrenched in the ecosystem because once you have this device and you're using the services, as you said, Mark, Mike, Microsoft Office, that Office Suite 365 is actually, it's always been a pretty brilliant deal, especially if you do yeah. the multi multiple keys, which allows a whole household to have. And you're always getting the latest version. That's the thing I love about it. Yeah, you're always getting the latest version of the software. So, I mean, it's a really brilliant idea. People get the hardware, you know, hey, take the hardware and then we'll get you the service. We'll get you with the services afterwards. Really a smart business model. Surface headphones. This kind of surprised people. They didn't expect yeah. uh, Microsoft to release a set of headphones. Um, you know, if you're familiar with typical over-the-ear headphones, whether it's in the in the Bose lineup or the the Beats lineup, these are very similar in terms of the form factor. They're over-the-ear headphones. They weigh under a pound. They're about 0.64 pounds. Uh, they charge by USB-C. It takes about two hours to charge them. So they are wireless and Bluetooth, up to 15 hours of, of battery life. They come in a light gray color. Um, they've got Cortana built in, so you can actually actually control that. You can control how much noise is let in as in terms of the outside environment. So if you, you know, in our plane, for example, and someone comes up and, and talks to you, very, very cool. Uh, $349 available for pre-order now. Your thoughts on these headphones? Uh, you know, first of all, they're priced at the same price point as the Bose Quiet Comfort 235, which is the, which the most rave, recent, rave, which yeah. I think are the best headphones I've ever used. So the price point is there. From what I understand, I haven't had, at, like you, I have not had ears on time with this, and I don't like talking about in terms of you know quality. I'm thinking sound quality. But from everything I'm hearing about the build, the build quality is supposed to be excellent, which you would expect from a pair of headphones that's competing really with, with the noise cancellation, with the price point. It really is going right after the Bose headphones and the Beats audio, like you're saying. More toward the Bose side, though, because Bose specializes in the, in that, you know, noise cancellation. The thing I liked about it was the elegant design. People talk about how beautifully it was designed. I believe on each ear cup on the outside, there are dials built in basically to the round ear cup, and one dial controls the volume. And you talked about controlling noise, the noise cancellation, Mark. Uh, Bose does it, I think, in increments with a button and with a slider, but this one does it with this little, almost like the same kind of wheel that you turn on the Studio Pro. Yes. It has the wheel wheel on the side that you know lets you turn in almost tune in and dial in that noise cancellation if you've never had noise canceling headphones they really really are a treat not just for an airplane but really to be immersed mark's favorite word to be immersed in your audio there's nothing like shutting out everything else and then l- allowing you to control if you want to hear the outside if your family's around and you want to be able to hear people calling your name if you're outside you want to be able to hear hey idiot you're walking in front of a car then you can dial back the noise cancellation so having this feature implemented in this way for the first time i hear the design is really gorgeous mark are we going to get hands and ears on time we have to reach I'm out hoping, to our friends you know, at microsoft they, uh, i reached out to microsoft on uh, canada they're like no you can't talk to anybody then i reached 
reached out to Microsoft the U.S. and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'd love to talk to you guys." So, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna arrange something. We're gonna get hands-on time so we can do some video yeah, work. And I, th- I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'd yeah, love we, to get some hands-on I time. Talk about the whole lineup and, and and the Windows October update is out now as well. So if you uh, if you follow that model as well, you can get that Windows update. One of the coolest things on this update is the app mirroring for Android users um, allows you to basically use your computer to text and stay in touch with your, all your contacts on your actual Android device as well. You requires that Android iOS uh, app. Right. Um, they say it's going to be available for uh, iOS as well. So I'm curious to see how this is uh, kind of blend in, especially since you know they've kind of abandoned the whole Windows Phone concept, which which makes me sad. Because I think you know I think if they had stuck with I I, I liked what Windows Phone was doing, but I'm not going to go there. I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about this because we we talked about it a little bit off the air, and I know he's putting on you know we we could see each other through Skype while we're doing this. He just put on his thinking glasses and thinking cap, Mark. I mentioned this this to you off the air, and I want to know what you think, and I'd like to know, obviously, what our what our listeners think also. I, do you feel now that it's almost more, I get more excited about these Microsoft I do. and Google keynotes than I do about Apple's keynotes, only because the Apple keynotes are more predictable. And by the way, Microsoft managed to keep a lot of these things, a, there were no leaks. We didn't know about these headphones. They were a true surprise in this keynote and we don't see a lot of true surprises anymore when it comes to keynotes so is it is it crazy for me to say that you know apple has gotten less exciting with their keynotes and i feel microsoft has gotten more exciting in terms of what they're doing on the product and software side is it just me no no i agree with you i think microsoft has also done a very good job at making sure that they're their presentations and their keynotes are really quite captivating and they quite really interesting. Are. They're short, they're to the point. They bring out the hardware and they make sure the hardware really does steal the show. And they've done a really good job at making them feel intimate and inclusive as well. I'm curious to see how the the Google Media event will take place, which is taking place on Tuesday, by the way, at 11 a.m. Eastern. Right. That's the 9th of October. I'm curious to see uh, what announcements are going to come out of it, number one. And I'm curious to see the way in which they announce it because there's not, you know, this one media event in New York. They used to have these media events kind of, you know, around the world and they're yeah, doing a live stream around. of this. So uh, I have a link to the live stream. I look forward to uh, just watching that. Now, this is where we think we're going to see, of course, the Google Pixel 3, uh, the phone, correct? Now, interesting thing, I think people that are iPhone lovers have paid attention to this, and people that are camera lovers, especially smartphone camera lovers, Mark, for everything we're hearing, the new iPhone, the latest iPhones, the the 10s and 10s Max, uh, as good as the camera systems are, they still, most everyone rates the Pixel 2 as still having the superior camera to even the new iPhone models, so can you imagine what we're going to see when the Pixel 3 comes out? Not That's much, what I'm not much longer about. to wait. We don't have to wait anymore, <laughs> and I think that we'll be done with product announcements for uh, for a while, probably until CES anyway, as everybody kind of gears into production to get... Uh, actually, wait a second. That's not true. We're still expecting an, an iPad event, right? So, so an many. iPad and Mac, and then hardware event from them on the on the computer side, too. Yeah, so, so many... Okay. Yeah. So I take that back. Maybe more things to come before the holidays. Uh, it is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. If you want to find all that Microsoft news, head on over to yourtechreport.com, and then you can head over to microsoft.com and pre-order stuff now everything starts shipping kind of mid-october so we look forward to getting hands-on with that stuff as well um still some more news to talk about lg is in a, releasing a very cool new android one device that's kind of clear of any skins and stuff that's going to be cool to talk about and the faa made this announcement that i think is going to confuse the heck out of people and i think we have to talk about it so that people still manage to uh, to drone safely uh, it is your tech report we'll be back in just a moment your tech report will be right back 